Thank you, thank you, thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah, that was kind, wasn't it, of them? I thought it was kind. I really um, felt that polite applause today, actually. Um, I think that song... I've missed it, Shiv. The polite applause, the little... No, I've missed the Claptrap song. Oh, the Claptrap theme tune. Have you missed Claptrap itself? Are you suggesting I don't get polite applause wherever I go? (laughs) I don't know. Rude. I wonder, you might get a little ripple wherever you go. I do. I leave my house and there's, you know, they they have a line of people either side and you walk down the middle and they clap. There's a little ripple. That's what happens outside my house. Welcome, welcome, one and all, everybody listening and uh, anybody who's overhearing this to the Claptrap podcast. (laughs) Who's overhearing it? Well, if you're, maybe you're broadcasting this from a boombox or some such or you're at a traffic light, it's on your car stereo and you've got the windows down because your aircon's on the wonk. Can you imagine you're somebody at traffic lights that just happens to overhear a podcast and the person on the podcast says, hello to anyone overhearing this. And you're like, that's me. I didn't expect a hello. I feel so good. You'd feel like he'd be yelling, what's this amazing podcast? And then the, you know, the traffic lights would change. Well, maybe we should say Claptrap podcast every few seconds. So Claptrap podcast, they know that it's us Claptrap podcast. Brilliant and very natural Claptrap podcast. But indeed, you are listening to the Claptrap podcast with me, Shiv Mika. And me, Kathy Manson, Claptrap podcast. <laughs> now, listeners, one and old and new to the Claptrap podcast, what I've managed to do is misplace a microphone stand that means that Kathy and I can both sit very comfortably. I'm now sitting behind Shiv. <laughs> look across the table at each other. Now, I feel so- like Dolly Parton about to get my guitar out because I've got like, a mic stand and everything. And I'm also a bit short for it, so I have to keep lifting my chin up to get into the microphone. So it won't be any of that lovely meeting of eyes, kind of giving each other the look that says, stop going down this cul-de-sac. To be honest, Lister, I feel a bit like maybe I've done something wrong because <laughs> Shiv's put the microphone just where her head is so I can't see her at all. She's like, I'm not even looking at her. <laughs> No, but what Kathy does mean is that Kathy can't do any of this. Oh, that's why. <laughs> she doesn't like me touching her buttons. To be honest, I've reviewed some of the recent episodes and there's been far too much uh, non-consensual button touching for my liking. <laughs> I know, but can't I even do this one? How you did see, you reach from there, eh? I've got arms like Mr Tickle. <laughs> but they couldn't reach the dial that... Turns the volume up, so that's why we had a bit of a flub at the beginning. Oh, but everyone likes a bit of flub. I think, you know, Clutch Up Podcast, if you've been listening for long enough, you'll know that we, we flub things a bit, you know. Oh, dear. Somebody left the... Oh, no. Unacceptable. How? Another flub in such a short amount of time, Claptrap Podcast. I'm so sorry, listener. Uh, but one of the two uh, presenters, the co-presenters, if you will, of the Claptrap Podcast, uh, left their phone not on silent. And uh, by one of the two, yep. it is Siobhan Mika. It is not Catherine Manson, oh. because Catherine Manson is very conscientious about putting her phone on silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, appalls, appalls. If you're listening to this live, also, I don't think anybody's texting me, so it wouldn't make any difference anyway. Appalls if you've just overheard this at traffic lights. Uh, uh, hello, 
to our friends who are overhearing this. This is the Claptrap podcast. Please give us a listen. And then we'll say hello to you, not as a passerby, but as a listener. But perhaps when you become a firm listener and you're a listening... A firm listener? Yeah, you're really bought into the concept. Perhaps someone will overhear you playing it at traffic lights and thus we will grow our audience exponentially. <laughs> this is our marketing campaign. Hope people overhear us at traffic lights. It's foolproof. Can I just make a million points? <laughs> One, guess. when was the last time you stopped at a traffic light where everybody had their windows down? Though we'll go back to that later because of today's topic. And you overheard a podcast to the point where you heard the exact words it was saying. I know that people blast out sort of happy hardcore music, but they're not blasting out... What's the podcast? Today in Our Time, or whatever that Melvin Bragg one is called. I've not heard that one loudly. Okay. Details. So, Shiv, I think we need to come up with a plan B on the marketing. And the irony is, listeners, both Shiv and I work in marketing. We are are senior marketeers, but... (laughs) By accident as well. (laughs) Neither of us intended to. I think we've fallen into this career, and I guess... but, But... what I hope you've got from that is how creative we are. We're so creative. We are creative. Well, also, I, we, you know, we are sort of a, um, a, a yin and a yang. Yes. So Shiv has a creative idea and I shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how our marketing works. It's a good thing we don't work for the same company. Nothing would get done. Well, I think what's good, though, is that what Cathy is, is illustrating is the, the quality control that goes into her marketing. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's, that's my quality <laughs> that's control. Shit. No. <laughs> um, maybe the idea needs some work. Okay, maybe we need to workshop this in a scrum. What do you think? Oh, yeah, Sauce. listeners, my, my work. We we do scrum. You scrum at your. We're work. not scum. No, we we have a scrum. You have a scrum, but yeah. you, but you're not playing rugby. Um, not so far. Mm. But we do have the summer party coming up, so I don't know whether they'll expect me to play rugby. Mm. It feels like rugby would be quite a full-on summer party. Hi, guys. Bring something for the picnic and your rugby gear. And one of those mouth guards so no one knocks your teeth out. (laughs) Bring a box for your bits. Ladies don't need a box. I'll I'll have one anyway, just in case. (laughs) Just in case. A box for your box? I don't know. I'd, I'd take one. I'll, I'll take a couple for my tits too. Bring a couple of boxes <laughs> for your tits. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the invitation said, actually. <laughs> Summer party, bring a box for your genitals and a couple for your tits. See you there. <laughs> RSVP. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, do you know what? This is all very helpful because although we have been chuntering for nigh on seven minutes or so, we haven't actually um, shared the with point. the listeners uh, either those who've chosen to listen or those who are being subjected at the traffic lights. <laughs> at the traffic Or lights. on the beach if someone's boomboxing <laughs> us around the beach. Um, so, listeners, captive or otherwise. <laughs> Forced <laughs> or chosen. <laughs> chosen. Cho- choose. Chose. If you've been forced to listen or you've chosen to listen. Um, however you have stumbled upon us with your ears. Or deliberately. Okay, I'll stop. 
We have a topic, and the topic is... The Great British Summer. Oh, what a lovely topic. Now, I don't want to reveal too much about the magic and mystique of Claptrap, because I feel like Claptrap Behind the Curtain is probably a series in itself, a spin-off series, if you will. Oh, can you imagine the excitement? (laughs) Kathy goes to bed at 9.30 again. (laughs) Thrilling. And by goes to bed, I mean sleep. Ship stops at traffic lights repeatedly. <laughs> the out. <laughs> and points at her radio, Kleptrap Podcast, listen. Dangling a QR code out the window. <laughs> oh, oh, on the end of her mic stand. Scan my code. Claptrap Podcast. Um, We're going to have to set up a QR code if you... I do know how to do that. I I do know that as well, because I'm in marketing. Well, also, I I hate to break it to you, but Mm -hmm. I did some work for a company that's moved beyond the QR code. (gasps) So you can just scan a poster and it takes you directly to... What? Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's what I did. Um, Great British Summer. Three now, the reason words. we are, mm-hmm. we, we oh, should probably yes. set the scene. The reason we've chosen this topic is because the weather is beautiful. Now, is in it. England, this is very rare. This is correct. And also, I think my earlier point, I got sidetracked by going to the traffic lights again with my windows open, was that we, we reviewed, like, what have we done? Let's have a look at what topics we've done. And we've done January, we've done Easter, we've done Christmas... I think we've even done autumn, actually. We have. But guess what we haven't done? The Great British Summer. So, Kathy, back back to you in the studio. Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and back to you in the studio. Brilliant. I'm actually... <laughs> I'm in my car still. Sorry. Shiv has disappeared. Uh, so I will have to fill because... Oh, hang on. There she is at the traffic lights. Oh, dear. Everyone's rolling their windows up. Rolling. <laughs> Because they've got their their cars so old, they don't have electric windows. But still, they won't listen to us. <laughs> well, they can't purely because they've still got an AM FM cassette player radio. That's true. That's the only reason they're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, great British summer. A lovely phrase for a, a period of time that, let's be honest, can be rather short. Would you not agree, Kathy? It um, sometimes is one week. Yeah. And as I said to Shiv earlier, I had to pop a balloon. Oh, yeah. Because Shiv talked about going to the beach on Sunday, and I did have to say that Sunday will, well, rain is forecast. But that is all part of the Great British Summer. Well, it is part of the Great British Summer. And I don't know, what words do you think of? What things, what memories, what what leaps into your head when you hear the Great British Summer? Seagull stealing your ice cream. I remember rainy birthdays because I am a, a summer born. She is. She's an August babe. Mm. E. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for and babe. ending that uh, <laughs> ending that word with the the full syllable count. I'm a spring baby. Do you think that means I can jump high? Um, I think it just means that you were born before me in the calendar year. Oh, now you're shitting on me. There you my, go. My creative ideas. Not there literally, listeners. <laughs> Don't fret. Um, see, I think of... I think of day trips. I think of planning for a day trip and spending most of your time in the car. 
I think of um, having to go on walks oh. and hoping against hope that there was an ice cream man in the car park selling 99 flakes. Yeah. Because that would make all of it worth it. Yeah. I I hear you there. See, the 99 flake was, was quite pricey, wasn't it? It was 99p, wasn't it? That was why it's called why the 99 flake. Yeah, I think they're about £7.20 now. They are prox, yeah. But there was a real... I mean, how do you... Um, how did you ensure that you didn't end up with, with creamy hands, Cathy? Well... <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> point one. <laughs> point two, didn't go back to that ice cream cellar. Well, point two is I often did get creamy hands. They often melted. The ice creams, I mean. That's the On thing, my hand. It? So you had to eat it very quickly. Otherwise, you'd get creamy hands and then it'd go sticky and it was horrible. See, I love a, I love a, a soft whip a cone. I do. <laughs> I do love a soft whip. I prefer a cat of nine tails. <laughs> Um, and I love a flake. I think there's something classic about... I don't want your waffle cones. I don't want your fancy Dan modern cones. I want good old-fashioned, you know, that kind of anemic coloured cone. Yes. Beige. Beige. A, anemic beige cone. Yeah. That's already starting to go soft. Slightly the ice stale. Cream. Yeah. Slightly stale. Yeah. Um, and I want the ice cream... To melt down into the bottom, so you get that lovely extra little, that last little, ooh, right in, right in the tail of the cone. Well, now, of course, I live in Hove, which, uh, according to my stand-up routine, is the global epicentre of Yummy Mummy, which means <laughs> that uh, I often have sampled an artisan ice cream. <laughs> You do live near um, some of the, the best, uh, and but they don't sell ice cream, they sell gelato. Well, Morocco sells gelato, but in their defence, they are Italian restaurant. So gelato is just Italian for ice cream, isn't it? I mean, it, yes, I think so. We'll let them off. But everybody else? Well, they don't call it gelato, they call it um, organic... Uh, what was the word I used? Artisan. Artisan. And they have fancy flavours like blueberry and... And and thyme, blue. <laughs> <laughs> they do. There's basil ice cream, isn't there? There's all yeah, sorts of mango stuff. and Heineken, all the flavours that we like. It, yeah, you love a mango and Heineken. Oh, it's one of my favourites. I just went for the salted caramel because that seemed the most normal, and it was nice. But yeah, it was no ninety nine flake. I mean, everything's been made artisan now, and sometimes yeah. you just want your bog basics. Well, some you know. My mum was a little, you know, her hedonism in the 80s in the summer was a scoop of rum and raisin, you know. Oh, I've never had rum and raisin. I don't think... Did she get tipsy on her rum and raisin? I'm not sure how much rum in a, a mum rum. It was mum rum, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> Mum rum. <laughs> mum rum and raisin. It was that kind of... It's mum faux. rum and raisin, a cartoon from the 80s. <laughs> it feels like Did one. we do that in our kids' TV uh, <laughs> years? Well, mum rum, rum and raisin. Mum rum and raisin. It does sound a bit like uh, Ready Steady Go. Yeah, it has a it has a nice ring to it. Or Fun House. Mum House, yeah. a whole lot of mum. Oh dear. <laughs> Depends on your mum. Whether Mum House is a horror or a, or a fun house. For me, that feels. That if you're Norman nice. Bates's mother, I mean, oh, that's dear. a mum house, isn't it? But it's it is a mum house, as in his mum's corpse is in the basement. Spoiler alert. 
What? <laughs> I've spoiled you, a film from 1960. I've spoiled a 50-year-old film. Yeah. Um, I think you'll find it's uh, 62 years old. No. Oh, God. Yeah, sorry, Stu. Oh, I'm doing that thing, aren't I? Well, you're pretending thing. it's well, 1998. Where I think I'm 30. That's what, isn't it? That. Well, you're 30 at heart. Thank you. Um, Great British Summer. You can hear the seagulls in the background. It's like they're saying, yeah, it's we love like, this topic. It is, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Um, British beaches, discuss. Well, uh, I'm not a big expert on British beaches, apart from Brighton and Hove beaches, because I live there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're rocky. Now, there's <clears> pros and cons to rocky beaches. Pros, you don't get sand in your unfortunates mm-hmm. and also your sandwiches. Cons, very sore on the feet. Very sore And on sometimes the on the buttocks when you're sitting on stones for too long. Also, pretty crap for sand castles. Yeah, rock castles, no one makes them. No. But I love it because I always say, everyone wants to live in Brighton anyway. If there was a sandy beach, then everybody... Plus, everybody would want to live there, and we'd never be able to afford to. See, that's you that, can't have perfection. No. See, I grew up um, in Paul and Bournemouth, and we have some of the most glorious beaches in England. You know, award-winning, and Sandbanks is one of the most, if not the most, expensive place to buy a house. Beautiful beaches. I, I'm not really a beach person, <clears throat> and I feel bad about it. I, I just find the experience a little bit exposing really and i'm not talking about miss swimmers you know you need to stop flashing on beaches and then you wouldn't feel so exposed chip go and flash in a tree or something like most people in the woods i I don't know why i love the sea and i like driving past it or cycling i I was in my cycling phase oh i love to cycle along the seafront i'm just not really one to sit on the beach all day you like to see it from afar I think I do. And as I a think... work of art like ball, as opposed to an actual thing that you participate with. Yeah, but I have, as I've aged, really got into my national trust. And my little days out, around, trolling around a nice garden with a water feature. That, with a cream tea. Now that, that is England. That is a great British summer right there. Yeah, I do love that too. Um, what would you suggest to somebody who was first coming to England mm. and they found that they'd been told oh, it rains all the time so they're there and they've you know they're not yeah. prepared for this hot sunshine what would you say to them <clears throat> okay you're here this is the great British summer this is what you must do oh my word get drunk in the sun and get sunburn one yeah um buy a six pack of some sort of lager a cheap lager yes and yeah you need to get drunk in the sun you need to Definitely always use sun cream. We're all very, you know, pro our public health messages. Yeah, but to really be on brand, you've got to miss a spot. You've got to miss a spot. You've got to miss a spot. You've got to come home with a red face. You've got to have a red face. Or um, if you're balding and you forget to put hanky on top of your head. Oh, yeah. Sandals with socks. That's point two. Socks and sandals. Um, I think you've got to have, um, you've got to try and erect a windbreaker if you're going to the beach. Yes, you've got to comically erect... Comically erect. ...a windbreaker. And uh, do it when it's really windy, because that's the reason you want a windbreaker. Yeah. And then perhaps you could it could float off and you have to run after it and there's a big whole comedy routine and everyone on the beach is laughing. I'll tell you what else you need to do. You need to try and get changed under a towel. Yeah. Yeah, I was just picturing it. Yeah. 
I don't. I now have because I'm a big swimmer. You're a driver. I have all of the accoutrement. Mm, mm. So I have this big toweling thing, and and I also have a dry robe for when it's colder that I can easily get changed underneath. Yeah. So I'm now an expert. I don't show my bum on the beach. But in anymore. the eighties, it was bums a hoy hoy, wasn't it? Now it's bums a hoy hoy, but that's because people are into their thong bikinis. Oh yes, that that isn't. But that is not a great British summer. A thong bikini is not the great British summer. A baggy, baggy swimsuit with St Michael's, Marks and Spencers <laughs> is great yes. British summer. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah, some sandwiches that have curled at the edges. I also think a beach hut. Um, that is a great British summer trad. And I don't really see beach huts when I go to Spain or... um, I've seen them in Australia. Spain, really. That's my other beach reference point, really, is is the Spanish islands and and Spain. I'm not an expert, as we've already discussed. But um, have you seen them in in Australia, you say? I have, but that might have been... The the criminal English beach in Australia. Might have been the criminal English who went over there and set them up. I think they just copied from what they knew then. Yeah. I think that's colonisation <clears throat> right there, summed up in a beach hut. <laughs> See, beach huts, they're very expensive around here. And I don't really know what you're getting for it. I assumed there'd be some electricity in them, so you could stick a kettle in there or a mm-hmm. fridge. Nope, mm-hmm. not even that. See, now if there was electricity in there or a boglet, you know, say your own private boglet, great. <clears throat> well, that's why you swim in the sea, so you can use that as your own private boglet, not so, number two. But I'm, I'm not down with that. You're not down with weeing in the sea? No, I'm not. There you go. I've said it. Said, well, it just gets dispersed. It's just wee. I don't want to wee through my swimsuit. Oh, well, you can move that to the side. <laughs> I've just... Um, <laughs> I'm just buttoned up differently. What can She's I say? Bu- Shiv does not wee in clothes. And <laughs> no, that is that. She's putting her foot down. I'm putting my foot down. I'm putting my foot she's down. She's putting her cosy down and she's not weeing through it. That's. I think that's okay. Uh, I don't mind people that do. Um, I wouldn't wee in a swimming pool. I think you're judging me. Well, this is it. See, but would you not, like, maybe forget and go, oh, maybe I'm in the sea. And then you'd set off the, you know, you code brown it and all the, you know, the get out the pool or whatever. Shiv, you know. as I said earlier... <laughs> A million points. One, I've already specified not number two, so I'm not co-browning anything unless there's something seriously wrong with my bladder. Number two... I've already said we're not doing a number two. Sorry, number three. Thank you. We are... I am perfectly capable of telling the difference between being in the sea and being in a swimming pool. They're both watery. They're both watery shiv. Yes, correct, they are. And I am swimming in both. However, they're two different things and I can tell the difference. Um, listener, um, subjected to it otherwise, I've, I've pulled back from the mic there to look at Cathy. She's not impressed with me. Code brown, as if I would do that <laughs> she, in a swimming pool. She's not impressed. Um, but, yeah, soz. Um, what sort of food would you pack in your bag for a great British summery day? I would, well, I noticed that it has changed because obviously it used to be a curling sandwich. A curling sandwich, yeah. But I was recently in the co-op and there's a co-op right on the seafront, which is normally empty until it's a sunny day and then everyone's in there. And they were all buying dips. Oh. 
So there was a lot of dips and chips and chips and, and carrot sticks. So that is now the new picnic food. We've gone continental, we even have... though we've Brexited. So it's very confusing to me. <laughs> um, but now the dips are going to be in, you know, two and a half pounds a dip or... Yeah, they're going to be things like... Four ounces of cheese dip. Cheese dip. <laughs> and gravy pork pie, dip. Pork pie dip. Yeah. <laughs> gravy. Sausage dip. <laughs> things like that. Faggots and peas dip. <laughs> Now, listeners, please understand that the F word. Um, now, I'm sure everyone knows that was not a slur, but actually well, a response. Shiv has to... a live-in lady lover, so I think she's allowed to use the F word. But, I, but it was. I'm referring to a, a great British dish. Yes, not a slur. Not a slur. We're not about that. Not a slurp. No. Um, <laughs> but what would I see now? You've talked about dips. Food dips. What would you pack? I just said that really aggressively. <laughs> what would you pack? <laughs> you, if you don't want any dips, if you think that's too posh, what would you pack? Hey, hey, how dare you judge me for getting a dip? I love crisps. So what? We did a whole podcast on them. I thought you liked them too. What's wrong with putting them in a dip? I don't get carrot sticks. How dare you? So what would you pack? <laughs> well, I was going to say... A child of the 80s would have taken a carton of juice while their mum took a flask of tea. Yes. <clears throat> but nowadays, people don't take flasks of, gin. of tea, do they? I was going to say, they take a hip flask. Well, again, I have to demure. Oh, Is that I, the word? Um, I don't know the context yet. Well, I often take a flask of tea or oh. a coffee to the beach Oh, to warm up afterwards. Ah. Oh. So I've just, but I don't think that's used well because I'm going to, I, I'm going to the beach to swim. You're going. I'm not for going it. to sit there all day because normally I have to go to work. Yeah. So I just go in the morning, and I'll take a lovely. This morning I made a coffee and took that down. Did you take it in a flask or in a travel mug? Though? I took it in a travel mug, okay. and I'm thinking about splashing out on a new, a fancy travel mug. Different. See, I think a travel mug with a hot bev is different to. I do take a flask of tea down sometimes. That though. 80s flask. Well, actually, when I was a kid, my lunchbox had a one of those thermos flasks with the flip lid. Do you remember the ones that didn't leak that leaked? Do you yes, those? I do. That would be filled with a, a juice or a squash for my my lunch. My, my lunch, and it would be a curling sandwich. I love the taste of curling. Um, Rob curling or turnabout? <laughs> turnabout. No, oh, the sport listener, write curling. in if you know what I'm talking about because I think Shiv and I are the only people that ever watched turnabout. turnabout. We bonded over turnabout <laughs> with Rob, Rob curling. curling. Rob curling had a lovely, tight, permy hair. Well, his point. hair was curling. It was. <laughs> well, it curled, I suppose. It would have done. Wasn't, it wasn't in the process. No, it was done. It, it was, was curled. Rob curled. Done and done. Rob curled. Yeah. Um, curled one out. Browning again. Oh, here Code. we go. Code brown. Um, what would I pack for food? I have to admit... Um, You'd pack a dip too. I would pop to co-op and get a three for two on dips. I'd have a, <laughs> I'd have a hummus. I'd have a guac. I'd have a some uh, sort uh, of... Sour cream sour cream and chive. Well, some kind of... It'd probably Nacho be, cheese. No, it would be like taboulet or some sort of, you know... Baba ganoush. Baba ganoush or some such for my vegan friends. Baba ganoush. I'd have some vegetable crisps because potato crisps aren't enough, are they, nowadays, you know? I'm not having a vegetable crisp. Get me a Dorito any day. I was going to say, you'd, but wouldn't I now? I'd oh, much rather... We're on to crisps again. <laughs> we always get there. Uh, a sturdy, plain sort of tortilla chip, like an unbranded 
Sainsbury's or something than a Dorito. The Doritos have got too much flavour. So when you add it into the dip, you get lots of lots of powderiness on top of your dip. You are correct there, she. I am, aren't I? Um, that can be a problem because my latest thing is that I like a barbecue pop chip. Oh, they the and just a, and the hummus. food of gods. And they do get a bit of barbecue dust in my hummus. So I. I had some barbecue pop First chips with problem. hummus the other day, but I had it with a sweet chilli hummus because it's 2022. Oh, I say. Mine was an olive oil hummus, so nice. it was a bit swanky, a bit snazzy. I love a barbecue pop chip. They were on offering carp the other day. Is that how you stumbled across them? Oh, no, I've known him for a while. A friend of mine introduced me to the pop chip and I um, knew she liked them, so I took them round to her house, but they only had barbecue and that's when I fell in love. I didn't think I'd fall in love because I'd already fallen in love with the the sea salt, the salted one, yes. the salted pop chip, a great invention. Well, that was just an affair compared to the true love affair that was the barbecue. Yeah, salted pop chip was a fling, a one or two yeah, night thing. Yeah, it was. It was like, you know, your first when you're not really sure what you're yeah. doing. It's not a deep love. A barbecue pop chip, um, I, you know, I sometimes buy the five pack, the multi pack for my lunch during the week. You can get to Wednesday and they've all gone. I, now, you know my feeling on Pringles, so mm. I'm going to co-opt the phrase, once you pop, you can't stop, for you pop, pop chips. Once you pop, you can't chip, you mean? All that. <laughs> Look at that. You can tell we're in marketing. Yeah. Um, and I did wonder whether, if we took on the, tackled the subject of the Great British Summer, we would just get sidetracked and talk about crisps. Um, I think we can probably turn any topic to a discussion about crisps, let's face it. Mm. Even church... Maybe we'll do church next time. Oh, oh. Well, because you eat wafers in church and they're a bit like a crisp, aren't they? See, I'm done. That There you go. And also, it's the blood of Chris. P- <laughs> um, well, Jesus Crisp is my Jesus God. Jesus Crisp. Yeah. <laughs> now, Shiv, I see we're at a half hour and that's mm. a good thing because I really need to go and uh, spend some time at a traffic light blasting off. <laughs> This is great. Previous episodes to get listeners involved. Uh, Which reminds me of one thing that is the Great British Summer. It is only one week, but it's generally the week when your aircon in your car has gone on the wonk. So that is why it is likely that you have your windows down at a traffic light. And um, people are listening and hearing you laugh. Maybe they're hearing some of what's going on, but they can just mainly hear you go, this is comedy gold. Um, So if that person... Code brown. (laughs) Once you pop, you can't crisp. Oh, goodness me. Jesus Christ. These two should be on the stage. I'd pay a pound for this. Um, If someone leans out of their window and goes... What are you listening to, neighbour? Claptrap podcast. Um, how can I find that? Oh, well, shit. One thing you can do, which presumably the person listening to this has done, unless you are indeed a passerby, blah, 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 <laughs> uh, is you can search for Claptrap podcast in your body provider. That sounds amazing. But can I... you might think, oh, I'd like to say some words to those two hilarious yeah, ladies. Can I find out more about them? Uh, you can email us, claptrappod at gmail.com. Do, please do. I'm still waiting for some more emails, so please send them through. Yes, give us your thoughts, only if they're nice and polite. Uh, we also are on Twitter at Claptrap Pod. Yep. Which... We're also on Instagram at Claptrap Podcast, yeah. I think. That's the one where you get the photos. Instagram is the one with the pictures. 
That's the, the picturey one. And you can search for us on Facebook, Claptrap Podcast. If you're still on there, have a look on Facebook. I very, very rarely post, but it's nice when you when you, you see me there. <laughs> is it? Yeah. How do you know? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Is it listeners write and tell us, is it nice when you see Shiv there? <laughs> Um, and on that note, I'm just off to rev myself up to some traffic lights. Oh, see you at the red light. Clap, 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 clap,